And so please feel free to still move in the spirit, dance, worship, however you seem fit. And if you would, please continue to stand with us tonight and let's go before the Lord and let's give him what we've got. When he rolls up his sleeves, he ain't just putting on the red sock. showcase the seniors were able to pick you know what song they were wanting to play so you know brother Andrew he wanted to play this song on the drums we have uh, and also two soloists that are seniors and Ashton we're going to get you to come tackle somebody here in a little bit to show you off show off them football skills but uh, we are so excited to have everybody here tonight everybody to join to support and to celebrate these seniors and so what we wanted to do at this time though is to recognize that whenever believers gather together that there is strength 
that there is the ability to go from where you are right now, maybe hurting, maybe struggling, maybe fighting, but when you gather together, there's an opportunity to step forward and to step out and into the blessings, into the promise that God has for you. So now we're going to do prayer requests, and we have Tom Harris, Dawson Huey, Curtis Morris, Linda Adams, Carol Hosh, Sister Lois Weems, Sister Billy Bolton, Brother Bob Bolton, Gabby Shoemake, Brother Sister Dickey, Brother and Sister John Proctor, Brother and Sister Charles Fleming, Brother and Sister Alton Bristow, and Billy Trinado. And if you have any need in this place tonight, you're in the right place. You're in the place where you can be healed, you can be touched, you can be delivered. What you came in here needing or lacking, you can find here tonight. So we encourage you to come forward. Ministers will anoint you with oil, and we are going to see change in your situation. Father, I thank you for everything that you have done and everything that you will do. And I pray that you move on us tonight, that you elevate our faith, God, to believe in you, to trust in you, God, to give everything to you. Because when that happens, things change. And in Jesus' name, move on every single body, every single spirit, every single financial situation. In Jesus' name, amen.
seated. I would like to say that we are happy to have, it looks like almost the entire North Lamar State champion cast here with us. We are excited about that. They came to support uh, Richard here tonight. And so, where are you at? There you are. And so we're happy that you're able to join us. And so at this time, we're going to take our tithes and our offerings so we could have the ushers come. We are so grateful. Every guest, if it's your first time or your hundredth time to be here, we are happy that you are here and we are excited to celebrate with you. And we are going to be having a uh, reception in the Family Center after service that's going to be right uh, across the bridge. It's the big metal building across the bridge. So that's where you're going to want to be after service. There will be cake and checks mix. And so that's all. I, I bought it, so I know it's going to be good. And so... Uh, we'll make some quick announcements really quick. We have 
The Crew Fellowship is going to be May 21st. It's going to be at 6 p.m. at Jack and Tracy Hoskins' house, and the sign-up sheet is in the foyer for that. $5 per person, and please get your money to Kyron Hamner if you're wanting to go to that if you're a part of the crew. We also have the baby dedication service next Sunday morning, May 22nd. And Ladies United Fellowship will be May 23rd at 6.30 p.m. in the Family Life Center. It's going to be a sign-up sheet in the foyer for that as well. It's going to be a painting class with Sister Callan Rhodes teaching it. That's going to be a lot of fun, even if you're not a good painter. It will be fun. And so it's going to be $10 pay at the door. And we have the Brittany Harrison and Brandon Cleveland wedding is here at the church at 7 p.m. May 28th. That is exciting. And we have our mission pledges due May the 29th. And Vacation Bible School, uh, it's going to be June 6th through the 10th. And the sign-up sheet is in the foyer for anybody that would like to help. And so now we're going to take our tithes and our offering. Father, I thank you for what we've already felt in this place tonight. And I pray that we continue, God, to move into your presence. I pray that you anoint the rest of this service, God, and tenderize our hearts to receive a blessing from you. Pray. Amen. Change my name forever free. I'm not the same. 
seated. If you listened, uh, no, a lot of people don't, but if you listened to the announcements recently, I'm guilty of it, so I can say that, uh, but if you listened to the announcements, we had talked about the EJ and Dorothy Newberry scholarship for the seniors to apply for and to write an essay, and so uh, we have the two that were selected for the EJ and Dorothy Newberry scholarship, and so seeing if the seniors leave or if they stay in here. They're in here. Okay, good. So the first one that is receiving the EJ and Dorothy Newberry Scholarship, and when I say your name, come up to the front and then wait for the other one to come, and we'll take pictures uh, with your certificate. So the first one that was... And then our second recipient is Ashton Fleming. So, we are so excited to be able, it's just a fun night, honestly, being able to celebrate, being able to 
honor our graduates. And so what we are going to do is I'm going to talk about the guys. Sister Cowan is going to talk about our lady. And, uh, and so what we'll do is I'll talk a little bit about the senior and then we'll show their slideshow and then they'll come up and they'll make their speech. So immediately after the slideshow, you can start making your way up here and get ready to make your speech. And so the first person, though, that is going to be going that we'll be talking about is Andrew Thomas. Yes, it is. I remember my introduction to Andrew, and Andrew, probably most of the things I talked about, you're not going to know about. And so, but I remember the first time I saw you, I was, I just come back from working at Camp John Mark. And so I've been gone for a while, but maybe a summer is close to 2016 around that area. And I came back and I saw, do you remember those like, those cardigan or sweaters that had the cowl on it that like the rolled, that looked real like nice and fancy, you know what I'm talking about? So I walk in and I see this, I see this light haired kid just saucing everybody up on the basketball court with this little, like, with this little cowled sweater. And I was like, who is this little rich kid that is like wrecking everybody? And so I remember like, that was my first introduction to Andrew. And so I was eager to see who he was and what he was about. And so uh, being able to see Andrew grow in stature and also spiritually has been an absolute joy. It's been a complete honor to be his youth pastor. And what I like to do on these is think of about three words or so that describe of what I think of the graduates. And so the first one with Andrew, and it's an obvious one, is he's talented. That he is extremely talented musician and drummer. He's someone that he can fill in. Honestly, it's been, we've watched it before, Brother Logan. He'll fill in for Brother Logan, and you will almost not even know that there's somebody different that he can mirror and mimic and play whatever style he needs to play and do whatever he needs to do almost on a whim that he picks it up so easily. He's also a talented athlete, as I mentioned before, just destroying every single kid on the basketball court the first time that I saw him. And basically anything that Andrew does he picks up that he starts or he attempts he's going to be good at I have not seen anything yet that he isn't good at he is successful in anything he pursues whether it's Bible quizzing music sports Andrew picks it up very quickly he's also very meticulous that's the second word and so he is very meticulous and very thorough and he uh, he seeks perfection in anything that he does he wants to do the absolute best and anything he does, he wants to be perfect in everything that he does, and he also expects that out of other people. And so thinking back about basketball, there's been many times where he wanted me to cut to the basket a certain way or go a certain place on the court, and I didn't do it. And it wasn't much. It was just a it – was, it was just a little bit of disgust. And I'm like, I'm sorry. And so – he is, expects perfection, and whenever he holds himself to a standard like that, it's always so fun to see somebody that young that's able to hold himself to a standard or an accountability like that. And also, Andrew, you also don't know this, but you are my joke move-along meter on Wednesday nights. So you're already starting it, so I'm going to have to move over already. So what I do is I like to get caught up in jokes, and uh, sometimes I think it's funny, and I roll with it, and I have trouble getting off of it. And so when Andrew's face goes from laughing, smiling to a little bit disappointed and confused, that's when I'm like, all right, time to move it along. All right. And so uh, he keeps me on track in a way, and so I appreciate that for him. And I'm sure everybody else in the youth group appreciates that. He's been the unsung hero for the past three years. 
And so, but, um, and then the last word that I would like to describe, Andrew, is competitive. Yes, you know, everybody has had the day where you're like, today's the day, I'm shutting Andrew down. And then you leave and you're like, it wasn't today. And you're like, tomorrow is going to be the day. And it's usually not. And uh, we've had, and he, Andrew, he's normally quiet, you know, really respectful and really kind. And when we went to NTYC, um, our youth committee, they liked the idea that our youth group wins every sport. They liked that, and they enjoyed that. And so when we walked in, we had a basketball tournament, and they said, oh, and Paris is already talking trash, saying they're going to win the three-on-three tournament. We hadn't said a word. We, you know, we didn't say anything, but they just enjoyed, you know, they kind of enjoyed making that hype about us. And so uh, we're all in the van getting ready to go to the, the afterburner, the three-on-three tournament. we just gotten out of service, you know, and it was a powerful move of God. And Andrew, he's sitting there, he's like, did anybody talk trash? Was anybody saying that? We're like, no, I don't think so. He goes, I didn't think so. But if they want it, they're going to get it. And we're like, okay. And so, and they went on to sweep the entire tournament and win the tournament. And so, yeah. And so, and so I have loved uh, watching Andrew grow up, uh, seeing how he's developed into a leader, into a pillar, into somebody that I am so proud to tell others that he's a part of my youth group, and so we're going to enjoy a little trip down memory lane for his slideshow.
Child of mine, child of mine. Oh, yes, sweet darling, so glad you are a child of mine. Child of mine, child of mine. Oh, yes, sweet darling. So glad you are a child of mine. I see trees of green, red roses too. See them blue for me and you, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day. Dog say goodnight, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky, are also on the faces of people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry. I watch them grow. They learn much more than I never knew. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yes, I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Oh, yes, 
like to start by saying that you have already touched on two or three different things I was going to talk about, so thank you. But yes, it is true. The first time I came to this church, it was on a youth Wednesday, and I was dressed in exactly what he said. And thank you, church use. And yeah, I balled out. But but they took me in. I love this. I love this youth group. And had to tell them brother Caleb, and then brother Cole, and now brother Stephen. They've all been great. All been helpful. And um, so I would like to start by thanking Brother Meyer and Sister Meyer, Brother Meyer, for always letting God speak through you and let the anointing fall through your words. And there's been several times that just a single statement, it may be just random statement, it's helped me get through a week, it's helped me get through a hard struggle. And Sister Meyer for always teaching us to be committed to learning the word of God, applying it to our lives, and know that we know. And then I'd like and I'd like to thank Brother Steve and Sister Sister Callan. Sister Callan for trusting me at first with those drums about four or five years ago. Um and Brother Stephen for trusting Sister Callan to trust me with those drums. Um, I'd like to also give honor to my grandfather right there, the one who taught me how to play those drums. He taught me in sixth grade, <laughs> my first time playing for his band at Hayworth. And for Grandma, for the piano lessons, teaching me how to read that music. And both of you just teaching me to be a hard worker, to be committed, and to see things through, and giving me that meticulous attitude. Um, I'd also like to thank my granny, granny, my my first generation Pentecostal. She's been she's been an anchor and she's always on fire for God and I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. And to uh, my siblings, I love each and every one of you, and I will always be a big brother for you. And to to Leah, God gave me a very beautiful partner. She makes me happy and we're gonna take going off. And uh, to the youth group, I appreciate each and every one of you. I've loved and enjoyed hanging with y'all and going to youth conferences and dominating. Um, and uh, finally, I'd like to thank my parents, my mom and dad. They've pushed me through my entire life. They pushed me in school to do the best I can. They pushed me through my Bible quizzing to study two, three hours daily. But it paid off, and I know in the end it, it was to help me. It was helped me to commit that word into my heart. And it, it still helps me to this day. And I love each and every one of you. Each of you. <laughs> and I'm always going to be there for you because I know you're going to be there for me. And I'd like to thank this congregation. It's, it's a church family. 
Y'all have supported me coming to events, helping me, sending cards when I'm sick even. I'm, I'm going to miss I'm going to miss not being here every Sunday. Thank you. Our next senior graduate is going to be Ashton Fleming. Ashton and I, we developed, uh, began to develop a relationship. I think it was my senior year of high school. And uh, I was coming to his football games and his basketball games and uh, watching Ashton just destroy other middle school kids. If you never saw Ashton play middle school football, it was a sight to watch. He was about close to what he looked like now in seventh grade and was just a menace on the field. He would, get, he would go just bulldoze a kid and then stand up politely and quietly, respectfully, and walk back to the huddle like it was just business. And it was a sight. And uh, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed being able to develop. I didn't realize what would be like the relationship that we have now growing into uh, being, becoming his youth pastor, but, but God did. And so it was, uh, it's been a great thing to watch. Um, the words that I could use to describe Ashton, one is hardworking. One of the hardest workers you will ever meet. Brother Chad, you did something right. I was a sister Sandy, you did something right. That he is a worker. There's those commercials that say, you know, every 10 seconds something happens in another country. By every 10 seconds, Ashton mows another yard. Hey, Ashton is somewhere on a mower, somewhere with no headphones on, just mowing. And I, uh, I say no headphones because that's something I can't mow without headphones. I have to have music to, like, I just have to. And I've seen Ashton several times, no headphones. And I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, Ashton, how do you, I don't know how you do that. He said, I just, I'm just like being out there. And I'm like, you're different. You are, you are built different, and I wish I was like that. And so he is one of the hardest workers. He's always willing to help pick up tables, clean up, do anything we need. Ashton is there immediately, and he's been, we've been so grateful to have him in that. We've also, another word to describe him is, and here, ride out with me for a second, it's unbothered. Not in a negative sense, but there is nothing you can do that will throw off Ashton from what he's wanting to do. There's nothing that's going to change how he thinks about it, what he feels, what he wants, what he likes. There's nothing that will happen that is going to change that. What you say, no matter what it is, he has a backbone. He's a pillar and he's a strength in our youth group. And he gives his opinion and it doesn't matter what's around him. He'll give his opinion. I'd gotten some basketball shoes that were, they were Puma brand, which aren't the, they aren't the biggest brand in basketball. But I'm like, these are kind of cool. They're different. I'm going to get them. And so I was like, hey, Ashton, look at these. I was like, what do you think? He said, well, I don't really like them. I was like, man. And so, but he, he, he knows what he likes, what he wants, and he does not change that for anybody. And it's a, a trait that in somebody at that age is so valuable. He also, uh, one time he was in 903 Nutrition, which is uh, like a nutrition shop, a Herbalife shop that, Kyron Hamner, were you in here? No? Uh, she gone. Uh, that she owns, and so we were in there, and Ashton came in because he was helping somebody work, believe it or not, and he was like, oh, Ashton, you need to get a tea, get you a drink. He's like, oh, what do I need? I said, you need to get 
a watermelon sugar. I said, that's the best drink. That's my favorite. That's what you need to get. He said, and he's looking at the menu. I said, yeah, watermelon sugar, Ashton. That's what you need. That's my favorite. He said, I'll get a Batman. I was like, that's Ashton. And so he's just going to do what he wants to do, and nothing will change that. And that's going to make him always be, no matter what situation he comes up against, what he comes through, he is going to be exactly who God created him to be and nothing else and nothing less. And also another one will be a thinker. Ashton thinks about what most people his age don't think about. Constantly thinking of solutions, ways to improve either himself or those that are around him or what's around him or maybe why the registration line at church camp last summer was extremely flawed in their design. I've never seen a more angry Ashton than when he was seeing how the sign-up line, registration line was at camp. He came up to me. It's hot. It's like 400 degrees at camp, I believe. And he said, I don't know why. He said, the, the boys starting here, and they cross here, and the girls start here, and they cross here. If they only set up in the corner, and, and like it just had this meticulous little plan together. I was like, bro, you why are you thinking about this right now? I don't even think about this kind of stuff. But he's on a level that most people his age are not. He's constantly thinking of solutions of how to improve. And so Ashton has been somebody that has been, like I said, a backbone of our youth group, a pillar in our youth group, and a strength to our youth group. He's been a constant that strengthens me, and I've been so honored to be able to be his youth pastor for these years. And so we're going to enjoy Ashton Fleming's slideshow now. The days come easy and the moments pass slow And each road leads you where you want to go And if you're faced with a choice and you have to choose I hope you choose the one that means the most to you And if one door opens to another door closed I hope you keep on walking till you find the window If it's cold outside Show the world the warmth of your smile But more than anything
just like to start off saying that uh, my dad asked me what something that I've learned all throughout high school and I obviously said that I haven't learned that much but the thing that I did learn and get the best at was the art of procrastination a good example is that I wrote this speech today <laughs> the first person I would like to thank is Jesus Christ I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for him he has guided me throughout everything I've been through in my life. He is truly wonderful to me and has blessed me. He is my healer, provider, savior, and my closest friend. I definitely couldn't have done it without him. I would like to thank Pastor Meyer and Sister Meyer. Y'all have meant a lot to me throughout my entire life. You both helped me at all times, preparing myself to have a better walk with God. You have taught me what it is to be a Christian and walk beside God every day. I could not ask for a better pastor than you. I would like to thank Stephen and Callan for stepping into the youth pastor and leadership role as I went through my last few years in youth group. Y'all have done an amazing job and can't wait to see the rest of y'all's future in ministry. Y'all both have affected this youth group in many ways. 
y'all are truly outstanding. Little side note, Stephen, I still remember the gloves you gave me back in sixth grade. I can't wait till Sunday. I couldn't wait till Sundays to talk to you about all my football games. Uh, it might be a little gross to some people, but I love this football game anyway. Y'all mean a lot to me. Mom and Dad, I want to thank both of y'all for being my number one supporters. Y'all have done many more things in my life that I can ever try to repay. From staying late, up late at night working on projects that are due the next day to waking up early in the mornings for sports games that are sadly over. I thank you, Mom, for staying up late at night making sure I get home get home or get to my friend's house, giving me everything I could ever ask for. Thank you for being the best mom a son could ever ask for. I truly love you. Dad, thank you for being at every single game I've ever played, even when you were in pain and could barely walk. Taking off of work to go out to out-of-town games. For all those that know me, y'all know I'm kind of a good athlete. But it's all because of him. It's where I got my skills. Dad, thank you for teaching me to be a better person and improving my walk with God. You are my favorite dad, athlete, and role model. I love you. I would like to thank my amazing siblings for shaping me into who I am as well. Thank you, Braley, for being the best sister I could ever ask for. You have no idea how much you mean to me from when we were young and you taught me to do all my schoolwork when mom and dad got frustrated and to still writing some of my essays, most of them, for college. Um, uh, Mason, thank you for being the best roommate I could have ever asked for, even though I might not have liked it. It helped us develop a bond like no, no other has. I also appreciate that you're finally made, walking in my footsteps on the football field again to ju be just as great as I am. Maybe not as great. It's okay, though. Thank you for the many sports memories you have made throughout my lives. I may not say it enough, but I love y'all. Alan, you said you wanted something, so I decided you've been with us long enough that I could give you one sentence. For those that don't know, I want to be just like Alan and hopefully become a great fireman like he is. Love you. Thank you to all my grandparents and great-grandparents. I love every single one of y'all the same. I appreciate all the games y'all came to and supported me. I really appreciate all the money I've collected over the years, too. For the one, for the home Thank you for the home-cooked meals and all the chocolate chip cookies. Y'all have been there to support me in everything I've done, and I can't thank y'all enough. Thank you to all my uncles and aunts and all. I love y'all, and I thank you for the support throughout the years. Thank you to my cousins as well for the many times we've spent together playing made-up games. Thank you to all my extended family for y'all's love and support. I thank my entire family for the many prayers I've prayed over them. I love y'all. I also am very thankful for the Sunday school teachers that have been in my life and has changed my life teaching me how to become a better person and grow in God. Thank you to my church family and helping me develop who I am today. To the graduates, look where we are now. It is crazy to think of time has just flown by from when we were learning to walk to walking across the stage and getting our diploma. I ask
Christ that you always remember to walk with God and don't let anything separate you from him. I'll finish this at 5.30, by the way. Thank you. Next is our only girl, Kaylin. If um, anybody deserves to be in the spotlight, it's Kaylin. She is usually not one to be in the spotlight. She's very quiet, um, but she deserves it today. And she's extremely sweet, extremely talented. She's a singer. Y'all heard her. Um, she's an athlete. Um, and she's always the one that I've been able to call and is just like down for anything musically because I called her, I texted her today before practice and was like, hey, can you do a solo? Um, she's like, yeah, I'll try. And I'm like, okay, that's what I like to hear. And um, I remember back in, in COVID when we were doing Zoom calls, I texted several people and Kaylin was the only one that said, yeah, I'll, I'll shoot you a video of me singing a song that y'all can post. And so I've, I've appreciated that so much, the willingness for that. And you've just so you've just matured so beautifully. I know some people will just say that you've you've matured so beautifully and really don't mean it, but I really mean it. Um, I've got to watch you, and you're you're one of the ones that were young when we first came here, and I've got to watch you mature so beautifully, and you have, and it's been a privilege to know you. Enjoy her slideshow. choice to sit it out or dance I hope you dance I hope you dance I hope you never fear those mountains in the distance never settle for the path of least resistance Living might mean taking chances, but they're worth taking. Loving might be a mistake, but it's worth making. Don't let some helping heart leave you bitter. When you come close to selling out, reconsider. Give the heavens above more than just a passing. When you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you can. Time is a real. 
promise me that you'll give faith a fighting chance and when you get the choice to sit it out or dance to thank Calvin for pushing me to sing today. <laughs> I want to thank Pastor and Sister Matt for the guidance throughout my childhood. Thank you for always smiling, giving me hugs, or a handshake. Dad, you're someone I know that's always there for me. If I ask or need prayers, thank you so much for that. I know I act like I don't like it, and you aggravate me to no end, but I wouldn't want it no other way. I love you, Dad. Mom, you have been my biggest inspiration in my life and truly my best friend. You have helped me through thick and thin. You taught me how to be a godly lady through an example you set for us at home. I know you have prayed many prayers for me. I love you, Mom. You mean the world to me. Cassie and Christian, thank you for always being there for me, for always cheering me up when I would have a bad day. Christian, thank you for being a big brother to me. Cassie, in spite of our differences at times, you're an amazing sister. And thank you for making me an Aunt KK to sweet Asher. Grandma and Cassie, thank you for all the fun trips we went on together. Grandpa, I cherish the days you took me to eat breakfast and go into work with you. Grandma, I enjoyed our talks we have when I come and visit. And thank you for always making me my favorite toast daughter. You both mean so much to me. I love y'all. Nathan, thank you for being by my side and being my biggest supporter and pushing me to be better and to do better. I'm so thankful for you. From all my aunts and uncles and cousins, thank you for all the good memories I had growing up. 
And alphabetically last, but not least, is Richard Kelp Torres. We were introduced uh, to the enigma that is Richard uh, last February. So we've had him for just a little over a year. And um, if you've been around Richard, you know it doesn't take long for him to like work his way into your heart and then steal your food. And anything you have laying around, actually. Usually the stuff that's not food, he gives back. But the food, he keeps that. Uh, there's been so many times where I've had to say, Richard, give it back. And he's like, ah, and pulls back on my phone or anything that's just laying around, he will take it. But he's getting better, and we've been working on him. And so progress is being made. Um, but to use three words uh, to describe Richard, the first one, easy extrovert. That man, there's so many times we have to say, where's Richard? And like, oh, he's talking to somebody. And because he never meets a stranger, he's somebody that you can plug into any situation, and he is so comfortable. He's able to talk to people that he's never met like they're his best friend. He's able to make people that he's never met before feel comfortable, and that is a trait that not a lot of people have. And it's a blessing to have somebody in your church, in your youth group, in your play cast, and anything that's able to have that ability And Richard has that, and you never have to walk into a place and say, is Richard here? In about 0.2 seconds after you walk in, you know either it's very loud, Richard is here, it's very quiet, Richard is not here. And so uh, it doesn't take long to figure him out, and whenever he first started coming to youth, uh, watching him and Sterling interact together was mind-boggling to realize that there was two of them. <laughs> I was like, my word, there's more. They were playing some game, I don't know, they're hitting a volleyball back and forth and just yelling random phrases and words, whatever came to their mind. No net was up. There was no, it was just, and we're like, what is going on? And later it made sense that that's just Richard. Um, the next word that would describe Richard, and it's not a word that typically is used to describe somebody, but it is people. Um, it's anything that Richard does that he thinks, that he says, is fueled by people, by impacting people, by reaching people, by loving people. It is everything about Richard. That is who he is. And he goes every day trying to make somebody's day better. And that's something that I I, I strive to be like sometimes. Sometimes I'm tired. And uh, Richard doesn't seem to get tired. Uh, he gets tired. But <laughs> but then he, he fires back up with his second and third and fourth wind and then gets loud again. But he is uh, being able to be a people person and driving to love people and to love God the way that he does is everything that you want a Christian to be. It's everything that you want a person, a friend to be, and he has been that and more. And the next word to describe Richard is sensitive. Not, not in a soft way, but in sensitive that uh, you can't hide if you're having a bad day around Richard. That you, you have a, you're a little tired or you have a little bit of an off day, Richard will fly in and be like, you okay? <laughs> and, and I'm like, yes, I'm fine. Actually, no. And uh, Richard will, he looks out for everybody that's around him. He looks out for those, if they're having a bad day, if they're feeling tired, Richard can sniff it out like a hound dog. And he is on top of it and he is there to make sure everything is okay for that person. 
and we haven't had Richard for a long time, but he, he's made the most of it. He's done a lot of damage in a short amount of time. And uh, watching you on the stage tonight singing, and uh, it was it was great. It was great to watch. He uh, he is a talented performer, showman. He is uh, musically extremely gifted, and he is somebody that he is going to thrive and succeed anywhere that he goes. And we are we've been so grateful to grow together in this season that we've had. It hasn't been long, but it's been a lot of fun. And so we're going to enjoy uh, Richard's slideshow now. Did I taking this hat off because I feel stupid in it. Um, I would like to start off that I am so proud of the other graduates for what they said. Everything that you said was so beautiful and so true. And I'm not a competitive person, but I would like to say that I beat Ashton in procrastination. Um, I did not start writing my essay until after praise practice today at 5.30 specifically. And I counted and I have 47 words. 
So we are, we are going to see how this goes. But I was struggling so much with what to say because so, I didn't want to make this sad. I'm so grateful. I'm so happy. But the only thing that kept coming to mind was family. Family, family. And if you don't know my situation, my mother came here from Peru uh, 26 years ago, 27. We're going to guess a number up there. Yeah, 28. Um, and my father's originally from Michigan. And they met in the circus at Hugo and Carson and Barnes. And so growing up, it was just me, my mom, and then Rochelle after a little bit, my little sister. Um, and so I have not had the big family, the big Thanksgiving, the huge Christmases. I, I haven't had that. But in response to that, the Lord has put family in my life. And what I've learned is that you don't need to be blood and you don't need to be happy with each other and you don't. <laughs> to have family and I'm so grateful I'm so grateful looking at those pictures I started crying because I'm a sensitive baby and it's okay but I I was sitting in the pew and I was listening to Stephen and this scripture came to mind and it was I don't know the actual thing but it was like the first will be last and the last will be first and then I thought those who have a lot will have nothing and those who have nothing will have everything and I can say that I have everything with the people that are here and with my mom and my sister and just with my life because my life has been marked by people and it's so beautiful what Steven said about people because I learned through growing up with not a ton of money and not a ton of going out of town or going on vacations that it's people that mark your life and it's laughing and it's crying and it's bullying <laughs> and it's stealing and it's feeding the hungry <laughs> that really make your life so important and I'm probably stealing this from a lame Disney show but it was like people will forget what you say or what you do but they'll never forget how they made you feel and I am oh, let me open my phone again so I remember where I am <laughs> <laughs> I I would like to thank this church, first of all, because Stephen's right. I've only been here since last February, but I can say that February marked the beginning of the greatest part of my life so far. By being in this church and by being with these people, I have learned so much and I have done so much and I've experienced so much that if I could have chosen a different route, I would have punched myself in the face and said, get here, because it's just so amazing. And I, I just want to thank specific people. I have always had a burden for people, but that was first and foremost unlocked through the meeting of Stevie Hoskins. We met last year uh, because we both did theater together, and we both had a lunch, and so we sat out in the hallway, and we talked every day, and then we talked every day after lunch, and then we talked every day after school, and then we started hanging out, and then she started buying me food. And so that's when we really became friends, was when I, if you can't tell, I love food, raising canes, so. <laughs> but another word that Steven used was extrovert, and I have to credit that completely to Stevie. She, when I met her, has such a love for people and such a love for the Lord and such a love for connection that it spread to me. It spread to me, and I was like, how can Stevie love so, so much? And then so she invited me to a Wednesday, and I found out. Through the meeting of Kylie and Sterling, 
to the meeting of Stephen and Callan. Callan, I almost forgot your name. I'm not going to lie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Through experiencing Pastor Meyer and Sister Meyer. And through the meeting of the Hoskins, I am so eternally grateful because I used to struggle a lot with like, why, why don't I have like a huge family? Like that's always been a thing. I've never felt like I super, super belong because like, you know, this is life is family oriented. You have family, but I, I have family and it's so I'm so grateful but I would like to give a special shout out to Betsy Prado, who's in the back. And I would like to say this because in sixth grade, I was going to FBC. Um, and I, it was the summer of my sixth grade year. I was one semester too short of joining the youth. And so Betsy had been going there for a little bit with her family. And my mom got in conversation with Betsy. And it was the summer. And I was about to go into seventh grade. And my mom comes home. And she's like, hey, Ricky, pack your bags. You're going to youth camp. What? I've never met a single youth person, and I've never talked to anyone in the youth group. And I was like, all right. <laughs> and so it was because Betsy got me in early. I was too young to register, and she got me in early. And the Prados and Noah Kynes, who's also here, that was my first family. And it's... it's I'm crying too. Don't worry, I'm crying. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't want this to be long-winded or, or long speech, but I'm just so happy. Y mamá, gracias por todo. Por todo mi vida, porque yo sé no tiene mucho, pero you gave everything that you had, and you give so much every day, and even when I'm a turd and I just want food, and for you to get out of my room, you still love so much. Y gracias por todo. And, and my sister, she's deaf. She currently is playing with toys, which is adorable and disrespectful. <laughs> and she won't understand this now, but if you didn't know, I, I plan on majoring in sign language interpretation because it's people-based, because I get to connect with people, and that's what the Lord has given me is people, and so why not make that my life? And so Rochelle won't understand this right now, but later, I just want you to know that I love you so much, and you are what I'm doing my life for, and maybe one day when I get to translate for this for you, you'll understand how much you mean to me. And for my dad that isn't here, I know things have been rough, and maybe you'll hear this and maybe you won't, but thank you for just the good times and the bad. And <laughs> one last thank you is to Mr. Cody Head. I met Cody Head, he's my theater director, in uh, uh, freshman year. Gosh, I forgot how high school started. <laughs> my mind's already moving on. Um, he's my theater director, and I started out by doing Fiddler on the Roof. And I fell in love with theater, but I fell in love with the people. And uh, listen, I, like, I'm extroverted now. Like, I love, I love loving people. But I was, I was weird freshman year. But Mr. Head saw through that, and I fell in love with theater. Because no matter what you're doing in theater, you're doing it with people. You're doing it for people, and you're doing it to get a reaction out of people. And if you don't have people in your life, then I don't think that you have a life. And uh, I never told you this. I don't think I ever have. But freshman year, um, <laughs> he's scared. But freshman year, 
we had a performance for Fiddler, and it was like the 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st or whatever. And I actually had signed up with FBC to go on a mission trip to Mexico that left the 20th and the 21st. <laughs> and uh, I ended up having to cancel, and people were so mad at me. They, because, you know, they bought the ticket. They did. Let me tell you. <laughs> But I knew that I couldn't miss theater, and through theater, I've accumulated the biggest family that I've ever met. Through smiling and laughing and crying and really stupid conversations with Brayden and Connor, I have learned to love life. And to the youth, too. I, I haven't been coming here for that long. That is so true, and I wish that I could have been here my entire life. I wish that I could have grown up in the church and grown up in this church and met these amazing people, but I know that my life was planned out perfectly by the Lord to accumulate everyone that I have met to set me up on the rest of my life. And uh, I don't know, I just wanna say thank you and I'm so happy and I'm so grateful and uh, you guys are my life. Every one of you, even the ones I haven't talked to. That sounded really good, let me tell you. That sounded good. <laughs> Thank you all. From the Hoskins family to my youth family, to Callan and Steven, Sterling, Kylie, Betsy, Noah, and to my theater family. I love each and every, I don't know if I said the youth, but the youth. I love each and every single one of you. And I, y'all make it hard to leave. Y'all make it hard to leave. So thank you guys. Thank y'all. So tonight I'll be, I'm aware that it's getting a little later and so I'm going to move quickly, but there is, I didn't want to let this go without sharing a word and encouragement uh, to our graduates, but also to everybody that is in here in this place tonight because we are honoring four young people you know, that are in the biggest right now transitional season of, of your life, the transition that's it's exciting, it's stressful, it's it's pressing, but it's simply going to be one of the many transitional seasons of your life. And so tonight when I talk to you individually, I also want to talk to every single person that is in this room because every person is currently in a season of transition or will be in a season of transition in the future. And so I wanted to go to scripture first to, uh, to back this, and it's First King 19, 19 through 21, and it says, so Elijah went and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, plowing a field. And there were 12 teams of oxen in the field. And Elisha was plowing with the 12th team. Elijah went over to him, threw his cloak across his shoulders, and then walked away. Elisha left the oxen standing there, ran after Elijah, and said to him, First let me go and kiss my father and mother goodbye, and then I will go with you. Elijah replied, Go on back, but think of what I have done to you. So Elisha returns to his oxen and slaughters them. He used the wood from the plow to build a fire to roast their flesh. And he passed around the meat to the townspeople and they all ate. And then he went with Elijah as his assistant. And so I'm sure you might already be aware of the life of Elisha or his ministry. But I'll tell you anyway that Elisha was a mighty man 
of God in the Bible, that he was a prophet, that he was powerful, he was respected, he was revered. But before all of that, before that happened, before he became what he is known for in the Bible, it says he was found here plowing his father's field. He was working the field given to him by his father. He was sweating, he was stinking, and there was nothing glorious or prestigious about it. I'm very certain he never told any of his teachers growing up, but one day I want to grow up and I want to plow the fields. Because honestly, if you're a visual person like me, it's not a great view plowing the fields. It's not a great uh, job. It's not prestigious. I'm sure that wasn't Elisha's current assignment was not going to be his end goal. But it was his father's field. And what Elisha was doing was proving to God that he could be trusted with a small field. That when God can trust you with a small field, with just your father's field and a few oxen, he can trust you with that, then those opportunities begin to come. When he's seen that you've been given something small and worked hard with it and became the hardest worker in the room and the best employee you could be and the best student that you could be, and then your opportunity comes, then your opening comes, then your calling follows after that. And when Elisha was approached by Elijah, Elisha was where he was comfortable. He grew up there every day. He knew the people around him. He knew the field probably like the back of his hand. He knew the oxen. He probably knew their personalities. And that's like many of us today. It's like our graduates. We've been surrounded by familiarity for a while, a long time. You've been surrounded by students, by your classmates, by your teachers, church. You've been surrounded by your coworkers, your families, your friends. And oftentimes, stepping into God's calling for your life requires you stepping away from what is familiar, from a, away from what is comfortable. And I heard a quote recently that says that growth requires risk and ongoing learning. And so students, seniors, graduates, everybody, you may fall, you will fall. You will mess up, you will stumble, but when you're stepping out in faith, when you're stepping out of your comfort zone and you're going away from what's familiar and what's safe and what's easy into what God is wanting you to be, you will grow. You will develop, you will learn, and you will begin to see what God is wanting to do in your life. You will see that fulfillment. And the scripture then says that Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak across the shoulders and walked away. When you're called, you more than likely will not be given a lot of the details up front. I bet a lot of people can testify to that. You received a call. You received, like, oh, I, I, God wants something to do something in my life. He throws the cloak. And then you receive the cloak, and you're like, okay, God, tell me everything. Or tell me what you want me to do. And it says Elijah, Elijah, walks, Elijah walks away. And so that's a lot, of, a lot of times how we are. We don't have much more information than what Elisha received. All he had was a call. All he had was an anointing. All he had was a command to follow. And with God, that is all you will ever need. That's all you will need today. That's all you will need tomorrow. That's all you will need every tomorrow from now is just the call. And if you want to be used, if you want to see your purpose fulfilled, if you want to see those things, all you need are ears to hear the call. Eyes that look to the hills where your help comes from and feet that will step out in faith. And that is something today that if it's grasped today, it will benefit you every single day for the rest of your life, whether you are graduating this year or not. Because in all honesty, God is going to speak. He's going to guide. He is going to direct your steps. So in life, you're going to experience confusion through that. 
You're going to experience good times. You're going to experience bad times. But through it all, God is going to be there for you. That It will be up to you to listen when he speaks. It will be up to you to follow where he guides. It will be up to you to walk where he directs your steps. And that's exactly what Elisha does. He says he returns to his oxen and he slaughters them. And he used the wood from the plow to build a fire. He, he goes and he breaks his plow. He kills his oxen, the animals that he was familiar with, that he worked with every day, his livelihood, his daily routine. He destroys it when the calling comes. And by doing these things, he not only separates himself from what's familiar and what's comfortable, but he takes away his option to ever go back. He takes away his option to ever be who he was before God called him, to ever go back to being stagnant, to ever going back to being who he was before he was called. But Elisha's option then was only to move forward. Moving forward looks different for everybody. It may mean going to a different city, a different state, a different country, or it may mean stepping into a new role right here. But moving forward is going to happen. That you may know today, right now, where your season of transition is going to take you. You may know exactly where you're headed, where you're going to go, but you may not. And that's okay. Because Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not unto your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. It's okay to not know every detail, but when you say, God, I don't know what's coming next. I don't understand everything, but God, I'm going to trust in you with everything I've got, and I know wherever I go, you will be there with me and to guide me. And as long as you know and you believe that no matter what comes your way or where you end up, God is going to be there for you. He's going to be guiding, directing, providing, as long as you trust in him and in all your ways, acknowledge him. And so, Right here, I want to talk about the gift that you were given. Right here is, Richard said, sweet, a flashlight. It is not a flashlight. It, this, <laughs> this is anointing oil that comes on a keychain. And so we'll talk about it here in a second because in my college literature class, we learned about that any reference to literature must always be referred to in present tense, meaning happening right now. So if we refer to an action in a book that a character does or something that's happening in a work of literature, you refer to it not in past tense like it's already happened, but present tense like it is happening right now. Because literary works exist in what is called an eternal present. So the words written do not stay in past tense once written by the author, but it stays in present tense, meaning the exact same thing for God's word. That God's word will never be past tense, that God's promise will never be past tense, that God's word is eternally present, that God's word will be the same yesterday, today, and forever, and if he anointed you before, if he called you before, if he spoke to you before, if he promised you before, it will always be there, it is always going to follow you, and that's why it's on a keychain, because wherever you go, the anointing is going to follow, wherever you travel, whatever you see, whatever you do, God's anointing and is going to be there with you, that his goodness and his mercy is going to be following you all of the days of your life. And somewhere behind that, I will be too. I'll be right there wherever you go, however old you get, I will always be your youth pastor. And I love y'all. It's been an honor being your youth pastor for these few years. 
Y'all make me extremely proud. I tell you all the time that y'all are world changers. And you've changed my world. You're going to change other people's world. Today, tomorrow, and every tomorrow after that, you're going to change other people's world. And so, at this time, we're going to have Pastor come and close with prayer and a word. But I just wanted to let you know, I'm more than proud of y'all. Our church, this as a church, as a church family, are more than proud of everything you have done and everything that you will do. And we love you. One writer said, in some cases, instability levels of norepinephrine cause case of double whammy of mania and depression. We have been exhilarated here tonight to experience the heartbeat of these people who are graduating. We have also been privy to the fellowship of their teaching, their parents and the friends and those people who have had influence in their life. We cannot help but be honored as a people that have been part of their world. And we want you to know that no matter where you go and what you do, you are a part of the United Pentecostal Church family. We are appreciative of your honesty, your integrity, and your purpose, passion for life. It is our intent to facilitate further <clears throat> development of our personal love for each other, for you, and wherever you go that the spirit of this assembly, the spirit of the Lord, the power of the resurrection, the glory of his coming back to receive us unto himself, that where he is, there we may be also. It is a joy to watch people grow in grace and in knowledge. I feel for those people who get stagnant and stop, but you guys have proven tonight that you have set a course and a pace that will tolerate God, his word, his blood, his name, helping to lead you into greater development so far that you have already come this, and I can't help but tell you I have thoroughly enjoyed the integrity and honesty of your openness tonight. Anybody else? That's what makes great people, people that realize they have come from somewhere and yet they still desire to go further. We felt that tonight as you exposed your heart, your innocence, your tears, your joy, your happiness, your openness about your family, letting us see all those pictures. Man, I don't know if I'd want my pictures up you guys look great and we are thrilled and for this church family who honors life no matter where when or what I cannot thank you enough for opening the doors and keeping this place ready for whosoever will the hurting those that are highly educated and those that are looking for greater education that's what we intend for the United Pentecostal Church to work 
toward every day of our life. Bible tells us very clearly we grow in grace and in knowledge. When you understand the word of the grace, grace teaches us to deny ungodliness and fleshy lust and depart from things that hinder your further progress. And so grace is unmerited favor in the sense that none of us deserve to be trained to be like God. But that's where you guys are headed. And it was so beautiful to hear you. Thank God for the past. But looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, that is critical. And we are going to stand with you. My wife and I are going to pray continually that this church offer future until we leave this world. And for you mothers and dads, friends, friends and family, I cannot thank you enough for helping us to provide a place where anybody and everybody can move forward in life. Thank you so much. And you guys are just fabulous. So let's have a word of prayer. Father, I thank you today for the glory of the Lord that's in this house, love, peace, joy, and righteousness. I thank you for the integrity that we have experienced by being together and becoming stronger as a people in our community. And I thank you for the word, the blood, your name, and then the future that you are opening up to us daily. Be with us, strengthen us, empower us. In Jesus' name, amen. Graduates, if you'd like to stand up. Face the church. Give them a wave. And that will conclude our 2022 graduation service. Give these graduates some love. And now we will be uh, having a reception across the parking lot in the Family Center. We encourage everybody to go and to celebrate. We have tables set up uh, for the seniors for you to look at. And um, it's going to be a great time. And so we're not dismissing you seniors. We're launching you into the future. And we love you.